You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 26. Six months and no reboot? Wow. And welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 26. And I I got to be like, just, I think I am, well, first I am Paul French. This I know for sure. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm speculating on is I, I must also be bad at math lad. Because I, I was like, has it been six months already? Of course it has to be because it's 26. This is episode 26. So it has been 26 weeks. But uh, yeah, I'm just blown away. It, 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 is, it has just flown by. And uh, yeah, so very neat. Yeah, I'm proud of us for making it this far. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and I'm Darren Noel. And uh, as you're listening to this, hopefully, I am Moving Man. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, ooh, ooh! He dips into the Adult Legion. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the Adult Legion for that one. <laughs> Because I need to grow some muscles between now and then. There you go. <laughs> but what about a mustache? Yeah, no, exactly. no, I, I, sh- I shaved the porn stash. Sorry, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, that, he's got to have that, that cheesy little Cary Grant stash that, uh, that Timberwolf gets. <laughs> that one little pencil-thin mustache. Mm. No, oh. no, no Peter Laurie for me, sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, I'm Matt Kramer, and I am relieved, lad, because, well... Uh, as this is released, we went to the zoo yesterday, and hopefully, if this was a Legion story, there'd of course be some like breakout of Matt of some weird creatures, <laughs> and hopefully, I survived. <laughs> like an invisible, mm. uh, an invisible falcon or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Boy. funny. So yes, <laughs> somewhere in the future. That will be at the zoo. It's gonna be you like see a, a freaky little kid like talking to snakes at a wall. Just walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our our fun at the zoo was watching either uh, walking through the aquariums and fi- looking at the the dead fish or watching <laughs> or taking pictures of animals going to the bathroom. Love. Oh. <laughs> wow. Talk about because duty. Fun. <laughs> now exactly. there's family values for you folks. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what you got to protect, huh? He, he says this and I, and I was just about to say about, you know, how cuz I, I I you know, any anytime I go somewhere where there's an aquarium, oh, I'm I'm so there. Love that stuff. But perhaps perhaps that particular aquarium isn't isn't really my thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh. I thought Canadian aquariums were ice fishing, Paul. Oh, sir, sir, you know, uh, you had to go there, didn't you? Uh, yes, but... <laughs> it's cold in Canada. It's cold. <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't know what it is in, in, in your crazy temperatures today, but it, it got a bit chilly. It was actually really nice yesterday, and, uh, but oh. today, eh, you know. Yesterday, we got two inches of snow. <laughs> Damn. See, that, that ain't right. That's crazy. And and that was that was real yesterday, not when you were yes. in the zoo yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? It is oh, exactly exactly. <laughs> we we should let everyone know we're recording uh, a couple of episodes really short and really early because one I'm moving. We hope. 
and two, things are crazy <laughs> right now. So we're putting some stuff in the can. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm wondering, you know, and, and, and uh, <laughs> I have a I have a little pug going crazy, crazy. I say. We've uh, we've we've had new floors put in. I just put up the uh, the, the, the curtains on the back um, on, on the back uh, door because we we back out onto a dog walking park, mm. and uh, and of course to him if he he's like you know if I can see it it's in my backyard, and uh, so someone walks by there and there's there's woofing, and uh, so yeah so so if, if you know. My microphone doesn't pick it up too much. I know you guys could hear them, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, oh, yeah. Well, once you start to pack things up, your cats begin to look at you strangely. Ex- oh, absolutely. They immediately get nervous because yeah. they know the cart, the the little crates coming out at some point. So exactly, yeah. and we've we've had uh, we've had people in you know working on stuff over the last uh, over the last week, and it's yeah. Uh, you know, I said we when we do the carpets and stuff, he's he's going to your parents' place. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, it's like uh, you know, just try trying to work and uh, I, I, you know, because I, I do I work from home and it was just yeah, it was a nutty week for that. So so yeah, so we're getting a couple of a uh, couple of a couple of episodes in and um, and hey, we got some fun stories here. So who's going to start us off with the mutiny of the Legionnaires? Oh, I'll do it. What the hey? It's only a story about a Legion traitor. We've never had that before. <laughs> Take, a <laughs> Take a drink. Take a drink. Why, it's been episode. It's been well, Okay, it's been episode since we last had <laughs> <Yeah>. a Legion traitor. <laughs> it's been episode. Yeah. Um, this is the mutiny of the Legionnaires, Adventure Comics number 318, March 64. Um, and we're dealing with the usual um, suspects on this one. And on the cover, there's Sun Boy, and he has apparently cast a uh, group of Legionnaires out in a little green escape pod. And there is Matter Your Lad, Triplicate Girl, Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lass, Star Boy, and Lightning Lad. Although why Lightning Lass still has the lightning bolts when she doesn't have her lightning power, <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. So, her her uh, casting with the feather is at the Queeners. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, she was the one who was always doing all the sewing because she's the she's the farm girl, you know. So oh, that's, that's right. right. Yes. That's, that's right. right. So you would think she would update her own costume first, right? Oh well, a little crocheting on those off hours. So you open up the story, and there's the mutiny of the Legionnaires, part one. And there's Sun Boy sending Cosmic Boy away with metal robots. <laughs> Plot hole number one. Okay. <laughs> Sunboy says, for your actions, Cosmic Boy, you deserve the extreme penalty. Robots, take him below and put him in irons. Plot hole number two. <sighs> Sunboy, how can you do this to me? You've become a tyrant. Well, first, Sun girl, tyrant? Oh, Sunboy. <laughs> yeah, Sun tyrant. Mm. Oh, man. And we're, not, we're only like a page in. <laughs> I know, I know. A panel in. Exactly. This one's going to be uh, interesting, folks. (laughs) It's only a splash panel, so it's not even a real story yet. (laughs) (laughs) Homeward toward Earth speed, two members of the great 30th century Legion of Superheroes. Sunboy says, I'm sure glad we finished that mission, Cosmic Boy. I'm really beat. Cosmic Boy says, you've been on too many long, arduous missions lately, Sunboy. You rest and I'll take the controls. Well, there is no rest now for Weary Sun Boy for the next moment. SOS Universe. Oh, isn't that nice to know? You're just calling everybody. <laughs> our, our world of Zen, K X E N N, is going to explode. Please help us. 
And some boy says, that world's not far from here. Change course. We'll go there at once. And as they go to the doomed world of Zen, <laughs> there are these blue googly-eyed aliens wearing these orange suits. Everyone's dressed the same. It's like a utopia world. <laughs> and uh, they say an atomic reaction has begun inside our planet. <laughs> Holy Krypton. It will explode within weeks. We've been sending out distress calls, but we're so distant from other worlds, no one heard. Some boy said, since you say there are only a few thousand of you, we'll soon have you transported to Earth. Yeah, I'm sure Earth is loving that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a couple episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, right there. Exactly. <laughs> or the mo- or that movie. Yes. Oh, at yes. least they're not speaking with an Irish accent, though. Okay. Yeah. We can't live on Earth. We can only live in an atmosphere that has a high percentage of the rare element xenon in it. And somebody says, "Then we'll find a world with xenon." bearing air and move you all there and we'll return to earth and enlist the aid of our legionnaire comrades note that sun boy and earthling has no problem breathing the xenon filled air <laughs> just a plot hole number what are we up to three yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've lost count <laughs> <laughs> we're one two three four five panels in okay um plastic cosmo boy can't you go faster we're losing time Oh, okay. Um, uh, Cosmo says, take it easy, son boy. I must slow down for landing. You're weary and tense. It makes you impatient. And as an emergency meeting is called to order, son boy says, I've summoned officials of the Science Council to meet with us, but where are Superboy and Mon-El and Ultra Boy? We will need their tremendous powers. And Lightlass says, Ultra Boy is with Saturn Girl and Colossal Boy, and others are on a mission far across the universe. And Superboy and Mon-El are, attempting an, are making another attempt to crack the Iron Curtain of Time. Meanwhile... Again. We see Superboy and Monel face plant into the Iron Curtain of Time, <laughs> and in this instance, you actually get the outline on the left of the Time Trapper. Yes. Look so at that! Now this now, would be the first actual appearance, right? Yeah, that's yeah. his first real appearance. And I've always wondered if this was what they had intended him to look like all along, or if this was just kind of a shadowy image because they didn't know what he looked like. <laughs> Well, I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> no, because right. I mean, let's face it the the time trapper has been many different things um, in in the history. You know, he's ended up being very, you know, or or suspected of being many different people. So true. Um, but I think I think including back then, Lex Luthor. So well, there you go. Exactly. So back at Legion headquarters, the Xenians must be rescued, and we name you to command the rescue expedition, Sunboy. A great space arc will be put at your disposal. It will be fitted with a robot crew, and you'll need to get two of every animal into it. And Sunboy says, good, I'll consult astronomers to learn what worlds have xenon-bearing atmospheres. Such a world must be our destination. Cosmoy says, Sunboy, you've been on so many missions lately and are tired. Perhaps you should let someone else take this job. Sunboy says, no, I gave my word to the people of Zen. I must keep it. We'll go inspect that ship at once. No, and just so, a quick, just a quick sure. thing. Where, where's Element Lad? Because you'd think he'd be perfect for this story. Oh, to just keep making Xenon, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess he's across the universe on another mission out in space. <laughs> deep space. <laughs> yes. Deep, deep space. Deep space. Um, Sunboy is looking over the uh, the ship, and Lightlass says, "I've never seen Sunboy driving himself so. His promise to the Xenians weighs on his mind." <laughs> Um, they, they have marked all the planets with, with xenon um, gas atmospheres, and some boys like fair, f- far indeed. It'll be a long hazardous voyage throughout uncharted regions of space. 
And I just suddenly got a flash of Duck Dodgers in the 21st and a half century. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do 45,000 Astro Miles due up. And... (laughs) Uh, racing against time, the mighty space arc is fitted for a perilous voyage. And uh, Trippy Girl says the robot crewmen are different colors and look different. Well, <laughs> that's a little racist. Anyway, wow. um, Cosmic Boy <laughs> says they're fitted for different tasks. The red robots are extra strong to carry cargo. The green robot deckhands, who are fitting the lifeboats, have extra hands. I'll show you in the master control board of the robot crew in the bridge. Mm, that's the master control. Okay. And some boys are like, stay away from that. <laughs> and Trubadour says, um, you can show me the engine rooms now, Cosmic Boy. For a little alone time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Cosmic Boy says, those robots are the black gang. Oh, my God. <laughs> to service the great engines. <laughs> Everything is almost ready for takeoff. Oh. Now, here's the moment where you need Tyrock to show up. <laughs> I was just going to yeah. say. Tyrock could sort him. He'd sort that jive turkey out. <laughs> Don't <would>. you know? <laughs> oh, excuse me, stewardess. Um, <laughs> and there, there's Triple Good Girl says, I'm glad it is, for Sun Boy seems terribly tense and nervous. He never spoke to us like that before. Have you noticed that the girls have the role of... Basically being the Greek chorus for how Sunboy is feeling. And the boys are all talking about all the mechanical left brain stuff. <laughs> well, wow. That's a good observation. It really is. Sunboy, 86 seconds to go. Lightning Lad, Starboy, Constant Boy, are you, are you ship-shaped for takeoff? Um, all supplies are aboard. All ports and airlocks closed. A robot crew all present and accounted for. And the girls are just like, yeah, it's a fabulous ship. It's wonderful. It's painted very nicely. Um... And so they take off double full acceleration speed, <laughs> which is just shy of ludicrous speed. Yes. On a course toward they've planet Zen. Yeah, they've gone plaid. <laughs> and Matter Eater Lad's down there in the hold <laughs> with the black gang. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe I should have done this one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're using fuel at too great a rate and risk blowing a tube. I'd better warn Sunboy. And Matterlyard shows up and Sunboy says, how dare you question me? I command this ship and give the orders. You others are to carry them out. And in the future, address me as sir as the robot crew do. Er, <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Wow. Um, meanwhile, they get to Zen and they're uh, trying to board everyone up. Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, have the robot deck crew run down the gangways and start getting these people aboard. Starboy, Triple Girl, get these people inside faster. You're slacking your duty. Hurry. Meanwhile, the, the planet is crackling and rumbling, and, <laughs> and uh, eventually um, they take off. Just as the planet begins to explode, they, they get safely away from it. Zen has exploded. Our world is gone forever, but the Legion will take us to a new, better world. Don't weep, children. And so Light Lass and Starboy are there, and they are entertaining the children with their superpowers. <laughs> Which would make Brainiac 5 of the 3 boot very angry. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Sunboy interrupts and says, Starboy, Lightlass, this is no time for childish tricks. Now get to your post immediately, or I'll put you both in the brig. But we were only trying to cheer up the kids. Woo. Choke. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Starboy says, I tell you, being commander of this voyage has gone to Sunboy's head. He treats us like slaves, not like fellow legionnaires. 
Kaz says, I know he's become strict, but that's because the importance of this mission weighs on him. He's still the same son boy. (laughs) And Cosmic Boy is on the bridge, and he's beginning to check the uh, flight pass because Cosmic Boy is the navigator. And Sun Boy um, is looking at the course, and um, Sun Boy says, I direct this ship, and I don't need you to plot a course. You're relieved from duty as chief navigator. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, oh, look, folks, look. Space Dragon. There it is. <laughs> Take a drink. We got to add that one to the list. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Look, it's a space rock and it lives in space and feeds on dense minerals. I didn't think there were any in this part of space. And Cosmo says, There shouldn't be any if we're on the right course. I'm going back to check the flight chart again. And Cosmo says, Spinning Saturn, this course is wrongly computed. It takes us through a nebula full of dangerous meteors. Somebody says, Cosmic Boy, you have no business snooping here. You're guilty of rank insubordination. And Cosmic Boy says, but sir, you've computed the course incorrectly. The whole voyage is in danger. Somebody says, that's enough. I'll teach you all that I'm captain here. Robots, take him below and put him in irons. <laughs> he, he controls magnetism. <laughs> Hello? Okay. Worst idea ever. Ever. <laughs> well... Mattery Lad actually gets to do something. <laughs> he chomps through the bars. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. And uh, says, these shackles are tough, chewing, but I'm almost through them. Yay! Meanwhile, uh, all the other Legionnaires gather I together. This, uh, I think this is the first time he hasn't commented on how delicious something is. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> true. So all, all the Legionnaires get together and... Tribical Girl says, in all the Legion's history, we've never mutinied against our leader. Well, <laughs> first time's a charm, isn't it? <laughs> and Cosmic Boy says, but now we have to, to save everyone aboard. Now remember, Sun Boy, we must, must not reach the master robot controller. He'll use the robot crew against us. And Cosmic Boy says, Sun Boy, we're taking over the space arc. Outright mutiny. I'll have you all punished for this attempt. The robots will handle you. And Tribical Girl says, no, stay away from the master controller. She uses her powers to triplicate. <laughs> yeah, like Dirk's afraid of three girls. Come on, that's just a challenge. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Giggity. <laughs> Some boy, uh, Cosmic Boy says, nice blocking, Tropical Girl. Now we'll grab him and tie him up. Um, try to understand, Some Boy. We're only doing this to prevent a terrible disaster. Some boy says, I understand very well. You're jealous of my being the commander. You've always been jealous, but your mutiny won't succeed. I have a superpower too, remember? I'll use my power of radiating <laughs> terrific heat and light to break your criminal plot. And Cosmoboy says, Sunboy, stop. If you increase your radiation, you'll damage and destroy the whole ship. Sunboy says, uh. either you surrender or I'll keep on radiating. You've only a moment to decide. Lightning Lad says, I daren't use lightning bolts to stop him here inside the ship. I might cause an explosion. <laughs> Cosmo says, we have to surrender the space arc. So the robots come and take the Legionnaires away, put them into the little um, life capsule. Cosmo says, but think of the thousands of Xenians below, Sunboy, for their sake. Reconsider your course. Sunboy says, I won't have plotters on my ship. I can manage with the robot crew. And Lightning Lad says, there's no food in this lifeboat, no radio, and only a tiny bit of fuel. We can never reach another world. Cosmoy says, you think you've cast us adrift to die, Sunboy, but you're wrong. We won't die. We'll come back somehow and bring you to justice. And we, if we fail, Superboy and Monel will never rest until they track you down. <laughs> if they're done with End that iron, cur- iron curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If they if ever that... get past that darn curtain thing. Yep. No phone, <laughs> no light, no motor car. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're at part two, the castaway legionnaires. 
And Cosmic Boy is staring at what appears to be an image of Sun Boy and says, All right, Sun Boy, you've won. We, your former friends, are going to die just as you planned. And Matteo says, Poor Cosmic Boy, hunger pangs have made him delirious. He thinks Sun Boy is here mocking us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just because you can eat like the rocks on the ground. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, he does that. He gets to that. <laughs> Matter Lads people are not from the, well, let's wait until the waiter serves us all before we dig in, okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, according to, the mem- to my memory of the space shop chart, the nearest civilized world is the planet Tunar, but it hits millions of miles away. And Light Lad says, we haven't enough fuel to go one hundredth of the distance. We don't even have anti-gravity belts. There's no hope. Kaz says, we got to make it. We'll save our meager supply of fuel to make landings with which means we must hitchhike from world to world. Matterly says, but how? It's impossible. <laughs> and basically what they're going to do is Cosmic Boy is going to magnetically latch on to an asteroid. And um, <laughs> Lightless is going to make the ship super light. <laughs> and Cosmic Boy uh-huh. is basically like a little guppy up against a little screen there. <laughs> <laughs> I can take the pressure. <laughs> and so, thanks to Cosmic Boy, they're hitching a ride on a meteor, and they finally land on a. But he's planet. gone space. He's gone space baddie. Yeah, well, kind of space baddie, <laughs> not not completely space baddie yet. <laughs> Cosmic Boy says, "Wow, the gravity of this huge planet is so strong that we can't stand. We'll never be able to search for food." Lightless says, "Maybe I can help. I can use my power of making anything <laughs> light on all of us and on the spaceboat, but the effect will only be temporary." And Lad says, great work, Lightning Light Lass. I feel normal again. Now let's hurry to find food while we can move about. I'm going to call her Lightning Lass until they change her outfit. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. Even though I, you just read the Dream Girl story, you see the lightning bolts. Yep. And Typical Girl says, well, there's no food here. There's nothing. There's no life. And Lightning Lad says, and since we can't get off it without using up our last bit of fuel, we'll be marooned here till we die. And Kaz says, let Sunboy triumph? No, we'll get off this world somehow. Metary Lad says, I don't see how, and if we stay here, all of you will starve except me. I can eat minerals like a space rock, but you Legionnaires can't. And Tropical Girl says, wait, Metary Lad has given me an idea. We know that space rocks haunt this part of space and that those <laughs> giant non-breathing creatures love to eat super dense minerals. Lightning Lad says, what good will that do us? Tropical Girl says, space rocks can't sight their favorite super dense mineral food from limitless distances. Maybe we can set a trap for one of them that will get us off this planet. And Kaz <laughs> says, I see now what your idea is, Tropical Girl. We'll try it. And so good what job. they're doing is basically fusing a whole bunch of rocks together to create some super dense minerals. And they're hoping to trap themselves a space rock. <laughs> and hitch themselves a ride. Yeehaw. That sounds very southern, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the alcohol. It's beginning to have an effect. My, but, my southern it's accent ro- really only comes out when I've <laughs> had a few drinks. Let's rope it and ride it. <laughs> rope it and ride it. And the space rock lands, and they manage to grab hold of it. Oh, that did it. The cable noose is tight around its leg. Hang on, everyone. The creature is going to react violently. And sure enough, the space rock takes off, and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> There's no seatbelts on this thing. Oh, no. <laughs> not a, spa- not a space seatbelt in sight. Not on Star Trek, <laughs> not in the Jetsons, not here, okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah. No Ralph Nader in the future. <laughs> no, none, not so ever. Um. And the space rocket's been trying to break the cable by cracking the whip with us, but it didn't work. It's towed us a long way, but much more of this, and we'll be pounded to pieces. 
And Starboy says, now it's moving towards a planet. It must figure to dash us to pieces on the world and get rid of us that way. Cosmic Boy says, I'll release the cable by the inside hatch when, we get, when we're close to that world. And they, they do, and they, they're free of that creature, and they land on another world. And Tropical Girl says, I thought I saw a parked spaceship in the distance, but I'm not sure. And Cos says, you must be mistaken, Tropical Girl. I see no cities, no sign of human life, nothing but some giant-sized insects. And sure enough, these giant space bees... <laughs> Go check your Futurama episodes. <laughs> are here now. <laughs> I love Space Bee, honey. It's the bestest. <laughs> and uh, Lightless says, We toiled so hard to get here and for nothing, and now we don't even have enough fuel to take off again. Oh, how I despise Sunboy for dooming us this way. And Matter Eater Lad says, Well, I can eat rock even if you others can't. Might as well do so. Like I said. <laughs> I'm going to eat if none of you can't. That's just tough. And Kaz says, go ahead, lad. Yeah, so screw you guys. I'm going to eat here, okay? <laughs> um, there's no reason why you should go hungry just because we can't digest minerals. And uh, Mary Lad says, this rock chomp is pretty good. They must envy me, but I've got a theory. And um, <laughs> Cosmo Boy says, at least he'll survive. And sure enough, Mary Lad has found the honey inside the rocks. What a shocker. Yeah. But... An unnecessary comma from Cosmic Boy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Overpunctuation, it happens. Um, and But the insects, of course, being bees, are very protective of their honey, and here they come again, and so Starboy makes them super heavy so that they crash to the ground. <laughs> Thump. Oh, those poor bees. Uh-huh. And so the Legionnaires have their fill of honey. Woohoo! Um, and then they decide to get out of here, and they'll look for the spaceship that Tropical Girl thought she saw. If there's such a ship, well, they'll just take it and get off this hunk of rock. And so they're traveling around, and they find a ship. But it's one that they've never seen, and it's a ship of the type used centuries ago in the dawn of space travel. <laughs> Some space pioneers reached this world and crashed here. <laughs> and obviously, the, these astronauts are modeled after you know NASA suits of the time. Right. But isn't it funny, that little cross? You know, I thought for a second that it was Adam Strange as a... As a fossil, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was looking yeah. at it the first time, yeah. And so what they so decide I... to do, they decide to set up these guys as um, statues, mem- memorializing their space heroism for being explorers. And they're trying to figure out how to fuel the ship, and um, it's the old-fashioned type of rockets, and it won't work in the in our space boats' modern rocket engines. But if they fastened the rockets of this old ship outside the stern of the spaceboat, they could take off with them. So Lightlast makes all the parts super light so the boys can carry them around. Very easy. And um, even though they are, they are pretty, you know, unstable. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, um, it takes them a few days to actually do this. Luckily, that space honey is not going anywhere, you know. So they're finally ready to take off, and Cosmic Boy says, wait, there's one more thing we must check on. And the petrifying element in the water has grown the, the, their stone figures to great sizes we planned. And the astronauts have actually a fitting memorial, and the Legionnaires salute the astronauts for being great explorers. Which is kind of a wink and a nod to the NASA astronauts of the day, who were really the superheroes of the day. Yeah, without a doubt. And so the, they take, the Legionnaires take off again, and they're Looking um, to get to Tunar, woohoo! And hopefully they'll figure out where Sunboy is gone. And when they land at Tunar, nobody knows where Sunboy and the Great Ark are. 
is that correct English? The Great Ark R? <laughs> the Great yeah. Ark R R R. Yeah. <laughs> They never reported and are presumed lost in space and consequences with all those lost thousands of aboard. Lost in space. <laughs> oh, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> um, um, get us a fast space cruiser. Maybe we can find the space arc. And so they go looking for the space arc. Doop doop doop. And there's a giant space vortex ahead. Oh no, not space vortex. And uh, our super. Our space helmet radios are working, and since Starboy made us super heavy, the currents don't carry us away. We must rescue the space arc, which is in the middle of the uh, space vortex. <laughs> and, the only uh, way to escape is swimming, swim with the current. With the current, exactly. A meteor in the vortex is about to hit the space arc and destroy it. Only one chance. And uh, Lightning Lad plays a game of asteroids, which he's got to love. <laughs> And they managed, the Legionnaires managed to get on board, and um, Cosmoy says, Some boy doesn't move or speak. He's alive, but it's as though his mind is blanked out completely. And Langley says, And with no one to give orders to the robot crew, they've done nothing. No wonder the ship got caught in the vortex. How can we get it out? And so they, they use their powers, as Legionnaires do, to basically save the day and get the Xenians back to a planet where they can breathe. And then they take Sunboy for um, medical attention. And the doctor says... Sunboy suffered a pressure on the brain from too many missions and became a victim of space fatigue. Space madness. Yes. If you've never seen the Ren and Stimpy episode where the space madness takes hold, that's classic. Yeah. That's it, wonderful. It's my maybe favorite I'll, episode of that show. Yeah, maybe I'll find it on YouTube and post it to the, uh, to the forum when we get there. Um, and the cousin boy says, so that's why his personality changed so terribly. What a relief to learn this. And uh, to go back to our conversation about the Legion Constitution, Amendment <laughs> 5, no Legionnaire shall go on more than five successive space missions without a rest period to prevent space fatigue. And some boy says, you vowed you'd come back when I set you all adrift, and I'm glad you did. With this new rule, what happened to me can never happen again to any other member. Woohoo! Woohoo! And so Sunboy has recovered from his space <laughs> madness. But he, didn't, but he didn't have to stay in a science hospital for a year. No, no, no. Not, I, I think the year rule kind of was a little strict, don't you? Yeah. That's only if you turned into a baby. <laughs> <laughs> And we're we're gonna go ahead and do um, the quick one here, which is a oh, Jimmy yes. Olsen. Is that in the archive? Uh, it, it is in the showcase. Oh, the showcase. I'm sorry, I've got yeah. the archive. Duh, George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, it is in the showcase. So, do you want to do this one then, Matt? <laughs> I I can. Yes, indeed. This issue. Uh, do you have the credits in the archive? Because the showcase does have, have the credits. credits. Let me see here. It is um, Elastic Lad, Jimmy, and his Legion romances, and it's from Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 76. April 64, cover is Kurt Swan and George Klein. Writer is Jerry Siegel. Artist is John Forte. Ooh. And yeah, this issue, uh, it, it starts with the uh, splash panel with, with um, Saturn Girl, uh, Triple Head Girl, and Light Ning, lass, like, trying to pull pull him apart. He says, stop fighting over me, girls. Darn it. Why must I be so irresistibly appealing to beautiful girls? Poor Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the troubles he has, don't you know? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and the story begins in the apartment of Jimmy Olsen on a cold, wintry night in Metropolis. He says, it's sure snowing hard outside tonight. I hope Lucy shows up soon for this dinner date. Wait till she sees the latest style dressing robe I'm wearing. And he looks like a heffin, heffin his finest. <laughs> he 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 looks like uh, that character Christopher Walken played on Saturday Night Live. Yes, the 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 Continental is that? Yeah, his the name? Continental. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, he'd be doing the same thing by spending all of his savings on expensive things to impress the women, impress and, the oh, ladies. <laughs> yes, expensive eats. But it'll be worth it if it makes her like me more. <laughs> Let's see. Lights turned down. Low. Soft music playing. And ah, someone's knocking on the door. <laughs> uh, it was just about 10 years too soon for him to have the Barry White playing. <laughs> it would have been Frank. It would have been Frank. Yeah. He says, I'll impress her by acting like a smooth man of the world. <laughs> Cozy, isn't it? May I say, you look ravishing tonight, Lucy, my dear. Haha, <laughs> what a silly looking robe. Some idiot with no taste must have given it to you for Christmas. <laughs> wow. This date's starting off well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. The first line of it, first line she says is, you look like an idiot. And uh, she's dr- <laughs> She she's dressed awfully formally for just dinner at Jimmy's apartment. Yeah, what's with the opera gloves? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they start out with a toast for champagne cocktails to <laughs> What's wrong? Didn't you like the champagne? It's imported from France. I iced it carefully and it was sour. If there's anything I can't stand, it's oh, forget it. Let's eat. I'm starved. Poor Lucy. Mm-hmm. Present. I hope you're enjoying the pheasant. I, I Under glass, th- even. <laughs> he hates to think how much it costs. It's only eh, so-so. I'll never forget the truly delicious hummingbird the Sultan of <laughs> Ramenpur had served to me when I visited his palace. It was scrumptious. <clears throat> <laughs> Basically, Lucy Lane is a bit of a Snit, isn't she? <laughs> For <laughs> lack of a better word. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rhymes with witch. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand why she makes all of these unnecessary pauses. <laughs> uh, then after the meal, they decide, they try to figure out what to do. Uh, because, hey, go to a movie? But the Sultan entertained her with a... Sh- Special show in her in her honor, and he says, "Though I blew all my savings on dinner, nothing impresses her, but she'll soon think differently." And she says, "No, let's watch the uh, space monitor that the Legion superheroes gave her." And then, uh oh, something's happening out on the terrace, where a transparent globular craft materialized suddenly. <laughs> and <laughs> nothing says Christmas quite like Ultra Boy's costume, does it? <laughs> yeah, really. Red and green. Merry Christmas. And it almost looks like they're in a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Ultra Boy and Sun Boy are inside, and they need to get him to the 30th century. It's important. And oh, 
Jimmy says bye, and he lets her stay, and he says to stay in and watch the monitor, and she wants to come along, but uh, Altered Boy says, sorry, only Jimmy can come because he is an honorary member of the Legion. And they go into the future, which we'll have to assume they go into the future because there's no years or rainbow effect. That's true. They arrive at the uh, headquarters, but uh, Sunboy and I must leave now to handle a special emergency. We hope you enjoy your five-hour visit here. Uh, Whenever they... (laughs) Five hours. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, that's almost dooming him, like a three-hour tour. (laughs) (laughs) And now uh, the three Legion girls welcome him. And Saturn Girl, who has mind-casting power, Triplet Girl, who can become three identical girls whenever she desires, and Light Lass, who can will things into becoming super lightweight. What a grand reunion. Come on in, Jimmy. Uh, And inside, they're watching the uh, mission monitor board, where there is all sorts of uh, problems going on, and all of the other Legion heirs are, they're busy. Uh, Shrinking Violet Cosmic Boy and Chameleon Boy are off in space on a mapping expedition. Uh, Starboy, Monel, Lightning Lad, and Brainiac 5 are in the past gathering data from the scientists of ancient Atlantis. And Invisible Kid, Colossal Boy, and Element Lad and others are photographing a distant world which is exploding the way Krypton did. And that's how you uh, get an Aquaman and Legion of Superheroes team up right there. Exactly. Going that to would be, be so sweet. <laughs> uh it would be even better if it was the the brave and the bold Aquaman. Oh, I love the brave and the bold Aquaman. Oh, me too. He's fabulous. Stupendous. Oh, <laughs> uh, and hey, they've established time travel in the show, so we can hope that maybe there's a slim chance of a Legion crossover. They've done more than that. They've established alternate Earths. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Owl Man, awesome. Awesome, awesomeness. If you're not watching Brave and the Bold on Cartoon Network. Do so now. Well, not yes. now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, now we get some more reading from the Legion Constitution. Clause 9, subclause 12 of the Legion Constitution requires honorary missions to take part in at least in Legion activities at least twice a year or they lose their membership. And that's why they brought Jimmy. And so he has to become Elastic Lad and partake in some Legion activities. Then... Mm-hmm. He puts on his costume, drinks his uh, serum, and he's ready for action as a super legionnaire. What happens now? And they are going to accompany each of them on a separate mission. First, uh, will will be to help Triplet Girl deliver this invaluable Venusian idol safely to the Astro Museum. And uh, they head out. And he wants to know why the grotesque little figure is worth so much. And of course. Like every valuable thing in the Legion, it's made of the rarest metals around. <laughs> Which element lad can duplicate? Yes. Anyway. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> but at first, he wouldn't do it at all because it was such a dangerous power. But then the last time we saw him, he was making he was making gold to make statues. <laughs> That's true. He was. Oh, continuity. <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, when they are going to the Astro Museum, they are held up by a uh, just a, 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 a baddie. 
and uh, he was prepared, and he has three destructo bombs, one for each of Triplicate Lad's selves. And, well... Triplicate Lad? Uh, excuse me, <laughs> Triplicate Girl. Uh, I, was I didn't know of, Triplicate Girl was a cross-dresser, Matt. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking of a couple of stories ago where uh, where Bouncing Boy was Bouncing Girl. Oh, <laughs> In boy. the roll call. <laughs> but uh, the uh, crook, he runs off with the idol, but Jimmy, thinking fast, he ma- turns his body into a maze, and the crook keeps running around and gets dazed and passes out. When eh, I'm sure there were probably just better. Creepy. That's just yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah. The finger labyrinth is just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how many fingers does he have? <laughs> well, it's like 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh Super science of the future. He's been hanging out with Dream Girl for their Neltorian super science. Mm. But, uh, and of course, after he passes out, there's someone saying, Wee! <laughs> I think that's the sirens of the science police coming. Ah, that, that makes more sense. <clears throat> but, uh, Triple Kid Girl, she uh, shows Jimmy her appreciation. Oh, Jimmy, you're so cute and clever. May I kiss you? You're just my type, even if you are from 1964. <laughs> He's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I conquered the crook, and I made a romantic conquest at the same time. Jimmy, That's so a conquest. Sm- wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jimmy, you so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Giggity, giggity. Oh. And uh, now Light Lass is a, and Jimmy, they're off for a monorail car ride for a tour of the city. But uh, there's other things on her mind. But there's been sabotage. Uh-oh, trouble ahead. To which Jimmy reaches out and grabs the, grabs the rails and allows for the mo- monorail to pass over safely. And, of course, <laughs> she thinks he's marvelous and adores him and gives him a rather strangely drawn kiss. <laughs> well, White Lass also used her powers to make the uh, cars super lightweight. So, oh, Yes, that's, that's well, true. Let's, let's that's not forget Jimmy does not have super strength. So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks for adding that in. And, well... <laughs> He says, what is the strange fascination I exert over gorgeous babes? <laughs> I'm getting to enjoy, enjoy the Legion more and more. <laughs> uh, and uh-oh, at the spaceport, there's some animals being <laughs> brought in for a zoo. So you know what's going to happen. That <laughs> They are going, going to get loose. Oh, no. <laughs> and they have to keep the keep the everything's under control in case something goes wrong. Uh-oh. The cage capsule struck the ground too forcibly and, cra- and cracked open. I mean, you'd think there's got to be some better way to haul these animals rather than it in it looks like a giant gel cap. <laughs> Fast acting zoo animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's one of those ones that they uh, they drop in the water and it grows animals. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> and um, then the animals there. They are 
charging, and Saturn Girl is trying to use her thought casting to make them obey. But uh oh, there's one with a sword nose that is giving off electrical static that's interfering with her thought control impulses. So Jimmy has to do something, and he gives himself a sword nose and gives well. the strange <laughs> creature an Eskimo kiss. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> The no <laughs> Yikes. Good work, hey, I didn't draw it. <laughs> yeah. This was drawn before I was hatched. Don't go there. <laughs> uh, the space geologists can take over now with their ropes. And uh, Saturn Girl throws herself into Jimmy's arms. Ooh, you doll, you. And poor Jimmy. <laughs> How can the he weave cream. these beauties? <laughs> And uh-oh, here comes the other two girls, and they're not very happy. They want Jimmy for themselves because he's <laughs> he's mine, says Triple Kid Girl. <laughs> and who tries to steal my Jimmy will have to fight me for him, says White Lass. And uh, three's a crowd. And they start <laughs> fighting and Jimmy, stop brawling over me, girls. I'm going back to my own time right now. I don't want the Legion to break up because you're so wild about me. <laughs> uh, I like the light last actually threw down the word hussy. Yes, yes. It, it's been a while since we've had it, so. I yeah. know. <laughs> There's you no Lana in this story to call everyone hussies. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she would have called Dream Girl a hussy. <laughs> See, oh, it, it, yeah. It, it's a great hallmark of a Jerry Siegel story, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you got to realize There's that some... these these references were anachronistic even when he was using them. <laughs> oh, and there's another great uh, Siegel, Siegel uh, hallmark coming up in the next panel, Paul. Oh, after Jimmy dons his civilian clothes and the time globe arrives, now that I've earned my honorary membership, writes, Pals, take me back to my own time. The elasticity serum has worn off. Goodbye, Jimmy. Sigh. We'll miss you. Joke. <laughs> oh, how I envy any girlfriend you may have back in your own time era. But, uh-oh, the three girls, they start laughing because... It was just a giant hoax. Wow. They, they staged the whole thing. Legion hazing. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and they pretended to even, they even pretended to like Jimmy. So Lucy Lane would see what's going on and be impressed. After the big buildup they gave him, Lucy will appreciate him even more. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not possible to appreciate him less, is it? <laughs> oh. <ba> -dum -dum. <laughs> wow. And uh, he gets dropped off and uh, waves goodbye to Ultra Boy and Sun Boy. <laughs> Thanks for the joyride, fellas. Chuckle. <laughs> now that Lucy saw the Legion girls go gaga over me, she'll crawl to me on her hands and knees, but I'll play hard to get. But, uh-oh, Lucy was asleep and missed the whole thing. <laughs> Them roofies kicking in yet? <laughs> She's like the new Iris West. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And he tries to tell the story about what happens, but uh, 
she she doesn't believe him and she says i refuse to remain snowbound with a raving nut Mm, poor Jimmy. No respect. No respect. He's even got the bow tie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yes. He isn't tugging on his collar. No, no. Aww. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and Jimmy. the girls, yeah, they went through all that hard work for nothing. But they can't wait till he comes again for soon. Who knows? Maybe next time we'll fall for him for real. The end. Who Maybe. knows? Indeed. Maybe. <laughs> oh, there we go. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah. Jimmy Olsen stories. Always, uh, always a treasure trove of silliness. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Oh. So, have we got anything else for this week? I don't think so i think, I think, uh, I think that's you, it you've got some i think af- to after do. jimmy makes love to three female legionnaires what more do you what, want where, out of a where, where do you go from there and or five female legionnaires exactly <laughs> giddy up so uh so then uh uh darren good luck with the with the moving and fingers thank are all, you fingers are thank all crossed you. for you and uh and i hope you, so i hope so you, you keep safe <laughs> at the zoo watch out for those invisible falcons or and or space rocks <laughs> or earthquake beasts <laughs> Or strange animals with sword noses. Yes, or, uh, they can mess up your thought impulses. Now, yes. If you see a strange animal with a sword nose, you should call me. I can handle that. <laughs> hey, now. Oh, <laughs> yes. Boy's got to have his specialties. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just Jimmy that's smooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Darren's right. got that big fat tax return coming, exactly. so he can, impress, he can impress everyone. Can you say flat screen? Woohoo! <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, sir. It is. It is. <laughs> so, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters You can join us on the forum to talk about these and other crazy stories at forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com or head on over to our website. You guessed it, Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com, <laughs> and you can leave uh, comments on our uh, threads there. And with that, we head back into the time bubble. And yes, we're headed back to the, the 21st century. See, I almost mix it up. Damn you, Seagull. Damn you. <laughs> Take a drink, Paul. <laughs> exactly. All right. And have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>